Welcome to the State of Men. I'm Aiden Dowling. And I'm Mike Watts. We want to welcome you to the first official episode of the State of Men. We are so excited to have you. And full transparency, this is not the actual first recording that we've ever done, but it is the first one you will hear. And that kind of gets me excited and honestly a little nervous all over again. But um, I don't know, Mike, are you nervous at all? I'm not as nervous as when we recorded our first episode together, but I'm definitely nervous, you know, putting this thing in the, of course, we're like creating something new and unknown and where we're going. So the, definitely the nerves are there. Right. First episode was not that amazing, but it's fine. You've got to, you've got to go once, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe once, twice, three, five, six times, and then it, you get into a flow. So uh, I feel way better than the very first time. So I'm happy that this is the first one that everyone's listening to. Um, so what's going on with you, Mike? How have you been? I like your shirt, by the way. Oh, thanks. Anyone who can't, everyone who's watching, you can see a shirt. If you can't, if you're not watching, you're just listening. It's a Pose shirt, which- From um, one of the greatest TV shows ever. I love that show. <laughs> the Truthfully, like- I talk about this in our later episodes that we've already recorded, so it's a little bit out of sequence, but you know, I'm getting ready to move from Maine to Miami, and yesterday, we leave in a week, uh, like the moving truck is coming in one week, and I feel yesterday was the first time I would say that I'm like, holy crap, this is happening, it's getting to the deadline, and feeling extremely overwhelmed, and so, mm. and then my kids have been all over the place, like massive emotional breakdowns in a way that have not happened in a while. So that's been going on for three days. Ruby was up in the middle of the night last night for an hour and 20 minutes or so. And I slept mm. in until 7.08. And I think that's the latest I've slept in in the entire year of 2021. So it's a little like weird. Um, I feel like you normally get up at like um yeah four thirty five o'clock usually which i really like the yeah. prep of just being alone by myself for a while and so mm -hmm. when i wake up later it really it throws me off i'm like what is happening like the day it was eight o'clock before i knew it and i you know then it was nine and i'm like i gotta get a quick workout in before <laughs> i take a shower to meet with you and record i'm like what is happening like the day is going by so fast um but besides that, excited, you know, I'm, I've just finished my consulting website yesterday to launch that um, in the next couple of days. And, awesome. you know, we're putting the podcast together and that's coming out soon. So, yeah, yeah, I'm excited about what the endeavor is. I'm ready to be in, you know, ready to close the chapter in Maine, not like this second, but, you know, coming to an end and then, you know, really get started in Miami. We've kind of been in this in between for two months. So mm. I'm ready for the kind of really get a little bit settled and start life you know it's like start kind of fresh yeah do you feel like the kids can feel it the kids can definitely feel it they know it every day there's yeah. more furniture leaving because i'm selling it you know ah. they can see things are slowly disappearing from the rooms um i try to <laughs> move it out like i tell them what's happening but then i move it out try when they're not here but they mm. see stuff it goes they can feel stuff um we've also like mm. my parents were here and then we had a friend stay with us right afterwards for five days. And then another friend stayed last night. We, we, we're kind of like a hotel in a way. We just have people coming in and out all the time. Um, so that's that too is happening where like throw the disconnect of our own life in that way. So people coming in and out, but things are now before until we leave, it's a little bit more calm from that standpoint of people. 
So yeah, it's uh, big changes all happening at the exact same time. It's, uh, and, and I feel like that's usually what happens. I, th- I, I feel so. very related. I'm not moving like across the country, however, but just you know between the podcast and you know finalizing my book proposal and then starting tonight, I start the first of twelve weeks for transmasculine and trans men group coaching, which I'm really excited about. How did it go? Um, How did you feel of your launch? You don't have to give specifics unless you want to, but I'm just at the overall. Yeah, I know it went great. Honestly. Um, I hit my goal. I hit my max goal, um, which was awesome. And I think I broke through a lot of, I think a lot of times I hold myself back because I, I do a lot of the like, okay, if you say it, going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like you'll believe that it's going to happen. And I feel like somewhere in the last three years of me being like, I can do this, it can happen, but you don't actually believe it internally, but you're like, I'm just going to say it until it's happened. Right. <laughs> like, um, And I feel like something shifted because usually I'd say it and say it and say it, but I would not underliningly, I would not believe it was going to mm. happen. Mm. Like, yeah. That would be amazing if that happened, mm-hmm. you know, like, and then I'd be like, no, Shut up, voice. It's going to happen for you. This is happening. This is your life. You're going to take control of it. You deserve this. And it's something, you know, I don't know if I did anything different. It might have just been the amount of time and like building that true core belief that like, no, dude, like, no, like this can, this can actually happen, right? Like you don't just have to say it as a mantra. It can actually come to fruition and like manifest in front of you. So I'm nervous, but I'm excited about it. Um, And I've wanted to do this, you know, I was looking at notes from like two and a half years ago that I wanted to do something like this. Um, so it's kind of cool to see, hey, it's here. And honestly, this podcast, I mean, we started talking about this podcast, although we didn't know the name of it, we, you know, but we knew it was something about being dudes uh, in the world today. And uh, that was what, that was like a year and a half ago. Yeah, it was November of 2019. Yeah. So, I mean, damn, that's pretty, uh, I mean, it's coming up on both almost two years, like, you know, it's August. So of 2021, so it's yeah. Right. And when this comes out, it'll be like weeks away from November. Yeah. So, yep. So, I mean, I guess now is the time. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on, but I'm not questioning it. I'm just like, all right, cool. Time to get on the boat. Let's go. Like, let's get it done. So, um, yeah, big shifts and that's like a good thing right now. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear that yeah. that all went well and kind of, you had that transformation experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, so today's episode, we want to talk a little bit about why we're here, what we're doing, and also kind of just share a little bit about ourselves since everyone's listening for the first time and maybe you know who we are, maybe you don't, but we want you to leave today's episode feeling like you kind of know us a little bit more and you have an idea as to what we're going to talk about in the future episodes and who we, who we are trying to be, right? The men we're trying to be. Cause I think I'll speak for both of us pretty confidently that we're not where we want to be. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and you know, it's going to take, as your shirt says, some work to get there. So, um, Mike, I mean, I'm, I'm curious. Well, first, do you want to start with who you are or you want to start with who, where, why you're here? 
Let's start with why we started the State of Men. I love it. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. So we, Aiden and I spoke at an event put together by our friend Lindsay Matthews at BirthFit Summit in May of 2019. And we were on mm-hmm. a panel together. Uh, that was our first kind of introduction was there, right? And then we had you on the Kate and Mike show, our old podcast that I have with my wife, Kate Northrup. Um, mm-hmm. And then you sent me a written note and then took a picture of it. Mm-hmm. And should we share it? I think we should share it. Yeah, I'm going to post it on our Instagram. Yeah, I'm we can put it on Instagram right and also the show notes over at thestateofmen.com. Um, you'll yes. be under podcast. I think it's stateofmen.com forward slash podcast. And you'll be able to see this photo. And so Aiden sent me a photo on Instagram. And this is November of 2019. It was something around the lines of, hey, I really liked your approach around certain things. You seem cool or something along these lines. And then would you want to do a project together? Is that how you interpreted the, like, I, the I just summed it all up. Hey, yeah. dear, dear Mike, yeah. you seem really cool. <laughs> Let's do a podcast together. Yeah, basically is what it said. Um, okay, okay. Uh, that's like the difference between me and yours is definitely much longer, but that it was how I summarize it. Um, it made me feel good. It hit my feelings. It hit the ego. It's like, oh yes, this guy likes me. Yeah, let's get it. Um, so that's kind of what ended up happening. And then we've been in touch since then about doing something together. And Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of ups and downs. We'll definitely share through the podcast of like, it almost got started and then it got stopped and then it got almost got started again and then stopped. And then it got started again, I think, the third time, and then it stopped. And now we're like the fourth time, maybe, and we're it's actually happening. Um, yes. So that's what the State of Men came about. Do you want to explain a little bit about why we're... Yeah, do- I mean... Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, starting even just why I reached out to you. Yeah, right? go ahead. So as Mike said, you know, that's kind of how we met. And the panel that we were both seated on was, like, a, a men's, like, a, a fatherhood panel right um and what i really noticed actually so that's where we first met but what i noticed in the interview that y'all did for the kate and mike show was that you want like you were expressing these like topics on masculinity right because i think that's what you added to the kate and mike show like you know like you added the masculine energy to that show and i would i heard you I don't remember exactly what you said, but I heard you say something about like being a man or masculinity. And then it kind of fell silent Mm -hmm. because I think like Kate was like, I'm not a man. I, you know, let's just go on to the next thing. Right. Um, And I kind of was like, Hey, like there's something here that he's trying to express. And I feel like I'm already a part of this conversation of masculinity within the trans male community. And, um, I had actually started up a podcast with a good friend, Teek Milan, and, you know, he was, he had to, for personal reasons, he had to kind of shut it down. And so I, I, I was something I still wanted to do, but I knew I couldn't do it alone. It was always a, a knowing. And I kind of reached out just totally. I remember I just asked my wife, Jenny Lee, and I was like, what do you think about like me asking Mike? I'm like, I don't really know the guy mm-hmm. that well, but I feel like, you know, I feel like it could happen. He was willing to talk about it, like masculinity in a public way, even in this small sense. Um, and so, you know, that I just kind of went on a whim. I just was like, let me just, you know, 
do this thing. Like, let's ask. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And if he says no, then maybe there's someone else out there, but at least I tried, right? At least I'm like putting feelers out there. I'm still letting the universe know like, Hey, I want to make this podcast. Um, and I was happy you said no, you said yes. Well, you said no later, but I'm happy you said yes at first. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I think like, just continuing that conversation. I didn't really know what we were going to talk about, to be honest. I didn't either. I just kind of was like, well, it was such a huge, I I knew, I mean, so definitely like there was a need, what I felt because our business, I guess the kind of like who we are is overlapping with why we started the show. You know, we wanted to have two separate part one and part two, but yeah, it just our business that I built with my wife focused on women and having better relationship with time and money. Right. So mm-hmm. that's what I've spent the last decade on. And, but I knew in these circles that I was seeing, and I've had my own super up and down journey around this, right? Like I had three very close friends go through all three women who were close friends that all went through a divorce at the same time. And so I was in this circle of like the struggles that they saw with their men. Right. And I heard mm-hmm. what their partnership was like. And so I started personally taking it on as a personal responsibility to save manhood. Like that, I put Mm. all of manhood on my shoulders, right? And then you go through the Me Too movement and you see George Floyd be murdered and you're experiencing all of this. And, you know, it's like I'm seeing, I'm like, okay, I have to save men to be like, we are screwing up and how do we go about doing this? And it ends up, it becomes exhausting and there's no way that's even possible, right? So (laughs) I started to start discovering my own, as Kate and I were building our business together, we did a lot of therapy together and I started working on issues that I had in my life. And I started realizing where these were coming from and say like, oh, being around more men would be beneficial for me, (laughs) you know, like, because (laughs) I can sit in a group of 20 women with no problem and like hold my own and not feel that I'm overwhelmed with the situations going on. I know there's a lot of guys that don't, aren't able to handle that, you know, or feel awkward (laughs) around it or reasons that, you know, societal reasons or that say, don't do that type thing. But like being in a room mm-hmm. of 20 women is more comfortable to me than being in a room of 20 men, right? In this, in this kind of form. So I knew it, when the podcast was happening with you, I knew the end of our podcast was coming eventually because Kate and I were kind of going in these, we started taking a little bit different paths and we started growing. We needed to like really rekindle our marriage in this way. So mm-hmm. at this place, like change started to happen and I started to start feeling. I started to start feeling that was a lot of starts, but I started feeling something else was happening. So it was the perfect time when you reached out to be like, Hey, this is it. Now it took a while for things to clear up and I had to close business down. Kate and I had to start work, stop working together. We had to transition out for like this, the freedom and the space to happen for me and you to do this. And that was like start one, right? Like where you said yes. And we were going to start, but then pretty quickly you were like, I think I need to finish. Is that what that was the first time yeah. we stopped? Yeah, it right? was, there I, was two, we had, cause we started talking about it in November. Then I met with raw goddess, who was my business coach at the time in January of 2020. And then she was just like, you guys have to, cause she was working with Kate for a year prior. And then I started working mm. with her and then she was like, you guys have to split up. Both of you have a purpose to do and doing that at this point in time is not together. Like it's rare. Mm. She was like, it's rare that two couples come together with a purpose in the form that you are finding. 
but mm. it's like it's kind of run its course and it's kind of you know i'm summing this up in a way and so i realized like us splitting like me leaving the company was going to take time because we have 10 years of history together it's almost 10 years not 10 years exactly but it's 10 years of history together that we have to unravel and we also have a marriage mm. it's not just business partners like me and you if we had a business of 10 years together we have to unravel a business like we're not married right, right? so there's which still would take it time it still takes time you know but it's I mean? different when we have kids and we're in the we're living together and like the whole dynamic right. we have the polarity together like all of this stuff so i was like okay how do we do it come out of that and then i realized like i'm too overwhelmed with all the stuff that's happening and then everything locked down in march of 2020 so then right. all the help that we had with kids and the house and all these things stopped. So it was just the right. four of us, the two daughters and my wife and I. And I was like, okay, something has to happen. So it was like, I became more of the, she was going to work, you know, at the office outside of where we were. And then I was like the primary person at home. And so like a lot of changes happened at that point and things needed to, taking on a new business awesome. project was not the best idea at that moment. Right. Uh, and I remember feeling like we were talking a lot. So I was like, yeah, that's cool. I totally get that. Yeah. And then, and then when did we start back up? We started back. So this is 2020. So we're yeah. talking 2020. I think it was now. the fall so we stopped time frame of 2020. Yeah. I think it okay. wasn't it the so, fall or something. I don't remember you know, the timeline been, of all of this. It's just been so. Yeah, it's been often. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So let's just say, so fall, Mike comes back. Hey, let's do this thing, right? Um, and why did we stop? Because I know why we stopped at the early 2021. So the last time, right? It wasn't because you broke your knee. That wasn't the next time. No, that was because you wanted to write your book proposal. Right. That was early this yeah, year. Yeah, 2021. And then I think last year, yeah. I don't remember. Because we started it up and I don't remember why. I don't remember what Maybe it was happened. Just, maybe, we just took a long time to get. Yeah. Started. And I think it made sense, but it's like, I mean, I don't right. want to spend too much time on the timeline, but just like, I think, you know, it was, I think there's thing to, I, sometimes we are hard on ourselves when it's not going the exact schedule that we plan. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know I see this with men a lot. I see this for myself, I should say, where it's like, this is going to start in May of 2020. If I don't get it, starts a failure. Right. And so yeah. then we beat ourselves up about it instead of taking the approach where it's like it's going to come when the time is right. And I feel like that's where we're producing something that's better because we kind of we're forced to take that approach. It's also me and you getting used to each other. We didn't know each other. True. Right. So no. we didn't know each other just from very little. And like we've tried to build this relationship over the next uh, past couple of months, but it's been distant. Um, yeah. you know, and I think what happened was I needed to get, I broke my kneecap in May of 2021, which was like two weeks after I said, I need to finish my book proposal, at least get to my first final draft before I do anything else. Right. Cause I keep, I kept sidebarring that right. and not just focusing on it. And then like a week later, you're like, good time to pause because I just, <laughs> I just broke my kneecap. Broke my kneecap. Yeah. Cause <laughs> our original name for this was the man improvement show based off home improvement. Right. So we yes. started working on the graphics. We got the LLC formed and then it ended up pausing for some reason. Like things didn't feel right, I would say. Um, mm -hmm. What did now? I'm really curious. Your skin stuff. Your My skin, skin stuff. stuff. That's, that's what, what happened. happened. End of 2020. Yes. 
Mike skin stuff starts coming up and you're like, I feel like I'm doing the same pattern, which is what you were kind of just describing, which I think a lot of men do. And I was getting into too, which was like, okay, what's the time? Like, what do we have to do now? What are the action items right this week and next week and the next week? And we need to come up with like, like, I remember you kept trying to come up with a date. You're like, well, when is the launch date? When is the launch date? And I was like, yeah, that'd be good to know. But I feel like we'll know eventually. You know what I mean? And then you were like, okay. I have to move to Miami. Right. <laughs> like, my, so I've had a four-year health journey, which we'll explain in further episodes. And then I was also, mm-hmm. my skin stuff hit, and I was also packing hundreds of planners from our basement. I became the warehouse because we had all these planners that need to be mailed out from for our business. So all those things were happening at one time, and it ended up, yeah. I think it just put a pause so, on what was happening. And then my skin blew up at the end of November, December. And then it kind of took me until april of 2021 mm-hmm. where i was more healed mm-hmm. and then i broke my kneecap a month later right so and then we came back and then I, then we left miami to maine and i needed help and that's when i reached out to you in this very indirect way and this very not i don't need help do you just want to come along right for this to thing. help me i literally get from miami <laughs> to maine because i couldn't drive right but I, I just remember asking Jenny Lee, like, I'm like, I feel like he needs me to help him, right? Yeah. Like, he has a broken kneecap. I should prepare to, like, move stuff and drive. And she's like, yeah, I think that's what he's asking. He's just not, like, asking, asking you that. Yeah, I'm getting better yeah, at that now, though. But, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and now my buddy, I think, is going to come to Maine, and, and I'm going to drop him off on Philly oh, on good. the way back. I don't need help now because – but it would just – now it's fun. Um, right. Yeah. Now it turned into right. a, a, not the same situation for you, but I still had fun though. We still had fun. Yeah. And I got to, my perk was like, I got to sleep on a train, which I'd never fun. done. Like I'd never, yeah, I'd never been on a train before. Wait, that was your was first like, time ever on a train? No, no. Oh, okay. that's not, I mean, like, I mean, like on a traveling train, like the train I took was like an hour and a half into the city. Like got that's it. the train I always took, you know? Yeah. Um, so it was like, you know, it was a cool experience. I feel like it hadn't been updated since like, I don't know, the sixties, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe since it was first made actually. Right. Yeah. But they just like put new cushions on and stuff. So I just, I, I got taken back to like, Oh, this is what people traveled. This was like the main way people traveled before planes. Um, so that was a fun experience, but that was the first time we really like spent a chunk of time together. Um, I mean, we have been building our relationship through the phone and then we saw you briefly in Miami for a day. We went to the beach, um, cause we were down there when, um, hell froze over Texas froze, yeah. uh, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And then I think that really solidified like, okay, we're going to do this thing. And ever since then, I mean, we have been putting a lot of time and effort and into this podcast mm-hmm. and I feel like it's helping me in so many ways already. And I think, you know, I'd be curious to you for you to answer and then for me to answer just like, what, why the why this podcast, what's like going on with men today that makes this podcast something worth listening to and worth creating? Great question. Uh, I have a couple answers for you about that. I mean, one, I can give a real life example that just happened over the past couple of weeks that leads is another reason, right? I feel like my buddy reached out to me. This had to be three weeks ago that says, hey, there's four of us together because my wife and his wife are in a like a trio, 
and they do voxers all the time about business ideas, about how to diet, how to like challenges going on in their life. They're back and forth all the time. They'll leave like 10 minute voxers to each other. For those of you who don't know, voxers is an, like an instant messaging kind of walkie talkie scenario and it saves and then you can listen to it when you want. It's easier to use than iMessage or anything like that with an Apple device. Um, so basically they are in this trio and they're like, let's get together here. And they've been doing this for years. So I was like, that would be cool to have. Right. So he reached out to me three weeks ago and was like, Hey, and he put me on a, a group text with two other guys who I've, I don't have their phone number saved to my phone. So I don't know who these people are. And he's like, Hey, I want to get together on these dates. Do you guys want to have a, like a men's meetup? And I'm like, great. Yeah. Those dates don't work, but let's figure out something for me that can work for all four of us. And so we're back and forth. I think for us to nail down a date took at least two weeks because he would send a message. One of us would respond. I'm really good with text messaging. So usually it's me that's responding or we're back and forth. And then it would be silence for like three days. And then I would follow up and be like, hey, what's happening here? Are we doing this? Because like everything goes by the calendar. My life is planned by my calendar. So I'm like, we got to get stuff on the calendar because I am moving and my schedule is getting really booked up. So what's happening? And then somebody writes back, oh, let me check. And then they get back. And then it's like 48 hours later of silence. I'm like, what the (laughs) hell is happening? I'm telling Kate that this is happening between us. And I'm like, we've been talking for a week and a half trying to figure out a date. And then it just goes silence for two or three days, right? And she goes, yeah, we just... You know people get their texts. Like, yeah, you, you know, know people are te- getting texts. People are looking at their yes, phone. Yes, they're looking at not... their text messaging. And <laughs> I'm like, I mean, there is some people that have 600 unread messages. So, you know, I whatever your situation right. is. But you're responding to this. So I know you're on the game. Well, as somebody who currently has 352 unread messages on my iPhone. That would drive me so insane. I, I have 352. So, but, but I'm telling, like, I'm going to give you the secret. I've read all of these messages. How do you make them unread again then? Well, it's not that I unread them. It's just that like, like if I scroll down, right. I'm You're just s- like, I get the, the gist. Yes. Right. So like, oh, there's a conversation between my mom. She loved good morning. My good morning text. I don't need to open that. One of my clients said, thanks, man. I need to open that. PayPal text me. I don't need to open that. Like, you know, like I don't need right. to actually open these conversations to know where the conversation's at. Right. So even though people are not opening the text, they know where they the know. conversation is. I see. Yeah, it's like when okay. someone, when you send someone an email and they're like, I don't know, I just must not have gotten it. And I'm like, oh, wow. So every other million trillion email that's sent every single day and you just happen to not get yours. Right. Right. Like, it's like. Like, don't lie. Just say, I just got say your email thing. and I haven't responded back. Like, just say it. Just say yeah, it. Yeah. Well, so, just okay, the red so. number of 350 would drive me insane. Even though, like, it's like oh. things have to be cleared up. Like, my inbox is basically, I have like 10 messages in it. Like, my email inbox. It used to, it used drive to drive me insane. insane so, but it it's the Virgo. It does that Virgo. Um, so, basically, like, I'm like, this went on and then finally we pick a date and the two of the guys can't come. You know, and so, and so it's just me and my buddy going to meet up this weekend. And I think the whole process took three weeks. I was like, holy crap, like, this is bonkers. Like, this is, we are grown men and can't even figure out. So, what mm. comes up in this thing? I can't speak for all these guys, right? But it's like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, guys getting together. This is weird. Like, our wives are usually the, mm-hmm. you know, or our partners or whatever type of relationship you're in. But a lot of times we put emphasis on, the other person to be yeah. on social calendar, especially in a heterosexual relationship, right? It's like a lot of men fall 
they wait for their wife to decide what is happening, right? The data is out there. I never make plans. I barely ever rarely make a plan. Okay. See, Jane I make a lot of plans. All... So I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit opposite of what the situation, right? So it's like, and I realized when I was looking for a community of men to be a part of and kind of why we started this together is I realized that as much as men are, are in these circles of, cause I used to watch a lot of sports and then I started a business and I stopped watching sports. So, and then I used to party and drink a lot. Right. So for a good 16 years of my life and that transition changed. So I noticed I would lose groups of people along the way who I was friends with mm -hmm. because I lost interest in what that was. And so I was like, how do I create something that's more modern or be a part of something that's more modern? And then I started looking in men's communities so that you have the religious based organizations um, for the majority in the United States is like Christian men groups. I was like, I don't mm -hmm. really feel called to that. And then there's these other, it's like being in jujitsu and like the Joe Rogan crowd and MMA fighting and stuff like that. And nothing against any of these groups, just so I'm clear, like this is what I'm noticing for myself, you know? And so I like watching some of Joe Rogan's podcast, right? And the belief systems and stuff like this, right? So then I realized like, that's not really me either. I don't want to, I don't have a desire to jujitsu. And then you have like the Maui hippie crowd, that's all the way out living in Maui right. and like disappeared off the face of the planet in a way. And I have friends that fit in that category. The fruitarians, like the vegetarians living off the land out in Maui. Awesome. Right. Right. And I was like, that's right. not really me either. Cause I live in Maine with two kids locked in. I'm locked. I'm trapped. Right. <laughs> and so I'm not going anywhere at this moment. Right. So then, but I realized in even some other men's groups that I saw were more in the middle, let's say center, they were still oppressing other people. I th maybe that's the term, but like, they were still eliminating other people. So like the LGBTQI community. And I was like, well, those people mm -hmm. definitely can't go over there, even though they seem like they're more. And I also found a lot of the, kind of these communities were very militaristic, if that makes sense, like right. very structured and disciplined, which I, I have a lot of value in. And I think it's important, mm -hmm. but it's not like I don't want to live my life like the role of military or be a part right. of a men's community that is like so you must wake up at five o'clock and you must do 25 pushups before 6 a.m. And you can't, you can't let the day-to-day -day interact with you. And it's like, and then you have the other side that's st so stoic that you take emotions out of it. And I was like, well, that doesn't really fit me either because emotions exist and we can't operate in a life of, mm -hmm. of stoic, you know, it's like being so stoic and eliminating emotions. Like those are right. part of life. So, and I don't know that much about stoicism, so I could have just insulted the whole community. But it's like, <laughs> I mean, that's my brief understanding is like, to me, it's like there was stoicism is like six dudes who wrote a bunch of books and had all this free time to do things. And that's not really in the modern man that I'm experiencing myself. Like my wife would like punch me in the face in a way if I, she would never do this. Kate is not violent. But like if I just sat around and read books all day, right? She was just. She would emotionally punch Yeah, she would emotionally. Face. She'd be like, this is not working. You need to do something. And so for me, I'm like, what does that look like for me? And I always wanted to do a project like which you reached out to about with another guy, but I didn't want it to be another cisgender, straight, white male. You know, I was like, we need to have a little bit of a diversity, different conversation than somebody that's just like me. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what. And then that's one reason why I was really excited about doing the state of men. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I relate a lot to what you're saying. And I think also like, 
you picked someone very similar to you, right? Yeah. Like we're very similar guys, like on the street, we look exactly the same, so to speak. Yep. Right. Um, but I'm transgender. So that adds a different layer. Right. And in the future episodes, we'll have all different types of men and women yep. um, and not binary people on this podcast. Right. Um, and so I agree with everything you said, like as a trans man, it's like, I don't know where I would actually be welcomed, especially because masculinity and manhood is so revolved around your genitals that like, it's like, okay, well, would I be welcome until they found out I was trans or would I be a token? Right. It'd be like, we, we welcome all types of men. Look, we've got Aiden. Right. And it's just like, just me standing there like awkwardly, you know? Um, and when I looked around at all of the conversations about masculinity, there was kind of, I saw it in all the many sections, as you were saying, but then I also saw it as like two very specific groups. Like there was like, the, as you were saying, just like the militaristic, like we've got a secure manhood and you're a lion, not a sheep. You know what I mean? Like we have to protect and manhood is sacred and masculinity is a certain kind of way. And we can't let those snowflakes over there, like tell us that we've got to be anything different. Right. So I saw that group, which, you know, was many different things of what you were saying, put into that kind of category of how they express the masculinity and how they like teach and perform the masculinity. And then I saw this other group, which was like, very much the opposite of just like very emotional. Everyone is crying all the time. It is all about touch. Like you're hugging other men. You're in a circle with other men. You're holding hands. Like you're very in touch with the emotional side. And I always felt like I'm like both. Mm -hmm. Like I really love, I love fucking football and I love to work out and I love to be like, you know, you know, very masculine. Like it's, it's just my essence. I really, I love the competition and I love business and like, I love all of these things. And I also am like crying at movies and I'm like, want to go deep and have a conversation about like, Hey, like this upset me and hurt me. And I want you to know about it. And Hey, I want to work. I want to be a better guy. And I know that having the conversation around all of the fucked up shit that's I've done that has been done to me and that I see other men doing to the world is an important conversation to have. Mm -hmm. And I also want to be able to be like, okay, break. Now I want to like go like you like to mountain bike. So I'd be like, okay, cool. Like now let's go fucking mountain biking. You know what I mean? Like, and get dirty and like not break kneecaps. You know what I'm saying? But you <laughs> that's know, <laughs> yes, that's the goal, but like get dirty and like be almost like a little, not like not competitive, but just like, you know, be, outward yeah like having fun with the body. right yeah exactly right yeah right um so i wanted to just be able to do both of those things and i couldn't quite find the space because like i said it was either like we're crying and we're not really being physical except for like a, a soft touch right right or we're like not like if we're touching it's like a bro hug and we're fucking pounding you know we're jumping in ice baths and or we're like you know, cheersing our beers around a campfire, mm -hmm. right? Um, that That's the extent of the touch we're having. Right. So I feel like this, what I want to do is create a conversation where we can have all of the guys come together. And, you know, maybe some of the more, you know, uh, emotional guys can like step into some of their power a little bit more and claim their masculinity without having to feel like they can't, right? Because I know some men are very not 
like trying to find good words here, like not strong in their masculinity because of things that have happened in Mm -hmm. their life. And so they're very timid and they don't stand up for themselves and stand in who they truly are. And then I also see the opposite, right? The guys who like, don't talk about emotions. You can't even mention dad because they're like, you know, don't want to talk about it because they have all of these issues that they never deal with. Right. Um, And have them kind of like loosen up a little bit and be able to feel safe in having a conversation with somebody who they don't just see as like, you know, you know, someone who's too emotional or vice versa, like, oh, they're too like, you know, hard, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So creating that space and then creating it inclusively, right? So that like, all guys are welcome here. Like, all men, no matter how, whatever that is to you, like, if you are being seen as a man in the world, then you have a certain kind of privilege, right? And then the other layer is like, based on the color of your skin, based on your religion also, right? So like, being able to just say like, hey, if you're a guy period right now and the world sees you as the man, you have a certain responsibility to reshifting the narrative of what being a man is. That was, you know, and, and that is my soapbox. <laughs> That's pretty, and it's not comfortable. For I would say I'll speak for my own self here. It's <laughs> it has not been comfortable to really mm-hmm. take in. You and I had a conversation a couple weeks ago, which I'm sure we might share, might not here. But that conversation where you kind of like held me to my crap, you know, and that was not comfortable. And I wanted to mm-hmm. rip your face off, and I wanted to like reach through the phone and be like, "Get away from me!" And don't. We are done. We're never doing this again, right? <laughs> it's over. Yeah. So on the Enneagram <laughs> scale, for those of you who follow, I'm an eight. So it's either it's a zero or a ten. Like I'm in. If I'm in on a ten, we're in. And but as soon as something happens, I'm like, "You're done," right? So for me, it was being in a conversation like this, and allow opening the space to have a a very well-rounded conversation and stop the polarization that's happening inside of the men's communities Mm. i think is a really cool place to be and like what you said going mountain biking in the morning and then i'll sit and meditate for five hours and i took a cold shower before even got on the podcast and you know i do the wim hof breathing i've started to kind of do that on a regular basis i'm taking masculinity courses through john wyland like my wife and i go to couples therapy and like i'm able to really be play on all of those cat i used to smoke a ton of weed and like you know vibe out right like i can go (laughs) the basis all the way around right and so it is a it's a but i also know like where we're going from a culture future standpoint is Mm. much different than where we've been for the last i mean i'm 38 years old for the last 38 years right so it's just adjusting to where the future is going and realizing like mm-hmm. language is changing and words are changing and how we relate is changing. There's good things about that. And there's also bad things about that, right? Like there's always the angel devil situation on the shoulders. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think we have to look at both extremes as we make these transformations and we'll come back to a median place where, it's feels good. Like it actually feels good for people. And I think trust factor, you know, with being in, with you being a trans man, I wasn't around a lot of trend trans man, men, trans men, trans, trans men, trans Trans men men that I knew of. Right. 
and that mm-hmm. I, so it's been a realizing like we're really similar, you know, really us driving along the car. I got out. I was like, I had a thought and I was like, wow, Aiden and I are like really cl- similar to each other. And I, I felt like there was this difference for a while because there is a difference. Right. But it's not. Right. And I was just like, people just like what it comes down to is us working on our own insecurities and inabilities in ourselves. Mm. And as I continue to like evolve that for myself to realize like, cause I feel like a lot of times in the LGBTQ community is somebody like myself. It's like, don't trust that person. Right. You can't trust that person. You can't put faith in that person. And Glennon Doyle said on one of her podcasts one day about women and men, where it's like, I, w- women don't need, I'm going to really kind of screw this up just like I did with the letter earlier. But like the, the <laughs> summary of it was like, women don't need men to help them get to places. M- women just need men to do their work. Like if men just do mm. their work, it uplifts the entire community. And I, I think for myself as a cisgender, white male where it's like for me as long as i keep doing my work i'm up leveling the entire world it's like bettering myself Mm -hmm. i can show up with a different perspective i can show up in this place where i can walk into a business environment if it's every single one of them sitting in the room that looks like me i'm like yo people we need to do something here it's like even having conversations (laughs) with my buddy yesterday that said something and i was like you know what maybe it's like you should look at your own stuff about that and that's not really society right it's feeling confident Mm. to be able to just not necessarily like i don't want to be a be horrible to people or like be mean to them but just be like you know what you're that's your own thing you know it's like that's what we have to work on as a society is to work on our own thing it's like help that mm-hmm. improvement and i think as we've started laying this podcast out realizing that and this is something we haven't seen you know having somebody right. looks is like me and somebody like you that's having a mutual conversation on the same playing field and mm-hmm. you're following like let's say numbers right social media wise is astronomically larger than mine right like and so because i've been you know for me it's been really behind the scenes of working a business with my wife right and so Mm -hmm. for that aspect it's to look at this like we are starting something together to help up level both communities if we're keeping like the trans community or the lgbtqia community Mm -hmm. and then my my community let's say the cisgender i don't Mm -hmm. know if even you could correct me on that if yeah no no you're you're good okay i feel like (laughs) (laughs) um but i and, and i think that's one of my whys here yes right is to i want to you know have Every, everybody, both cis men and trans men have that same realization that you had that I will admit that I had too, which was just like, okay, like there's not that much differences going on here. Cause I think within, you know, I'll speak for the trans community, like for trans men, I think that we think we are just so different and it's just, we're just really not all that different. <laughs> I kind of always phrase it as like, we're really not that special. Like there's really not that much different between us and a cis guy. Like, you know, aside from like the the biology aspect, like taking that out, there is really no difference. Um, and, and I think that will, I think that'll just break down some barriers in masculinity as a whole, because we're all, you know, you pass us on the street. And like I said, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't know you from me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think that that in all, all encompassing is important for men 
regardless of where you started in life, like to, like you were saying, up level, like the up level will help all communities. And this is our opportunity. I think that women have fought their ass off to get their opportunity to up level. Right. And like, I just, I want to make sure that in order to support women up leveling, we have to kind of up level too, because we've just been going in the same trajectory for so freaking long that it's gotten to the point where it's like, us not up-leveling is going to hold other communities back because as white men, like, right. Like, like we are the gatekeepers for so for all really, like if we really want to get down to it for all. And, you know, I think that when we can realize that like we have this awesome ability to change ourselves. And as you said, like change ourselves, change the world. Right. And everyone can do that, not just guys, but like, you know, and I think we can see that through women right now, like women are changing the world because they are changing themselves and not holding themselves Mm -hmm. back. And it's time for us to do the same. Like we're here, it's time to get on an equal playing field with all beings. And like, like, let's just do this. Like, it's not, and like, let's be real. Like, it's not that hard, right? Like, it's just about having conversation, mm-hmm. right? It's emotionally hard. It's hard in all these other ways, yes. but it's not, it's not like, um, you know, we're not fighting a system, so to speak. We're fighting the system that we've built as opposed to other communities are fighting a system that, you know, like other people have built mm-hmm. and not them. So I just, you know, like, this is it. Like this is our opportunity. It's going to help all of us. And it, it can be fun. Like, I think that's also the part of this podcast It's like, we're going to do some work and we're going to have some fun and we're going to laugh and we're going to be emotional. And, you know, like we're going to, you know, like I, I would love to go on some mountain biking trips. Like when football starts, I'm going to be like, yeah, it's Sunday. Like, like there's going to be a good mix a good energy here. And I'm excited for, I'm, I mean, selfishly, like I'm excited to continue experiencing it to see how it evolves. I'm excited to watch you evolve and change, which I have already started to see, which is amazing. And I'm excited for everyone listening to like be able to have a, an opportunity to feel safe to start thinking about these things. And maybe in time, you'll feel comfortable and turn your other guy friends onto this podcast to get them to talk about it too, you know, and to have fun, right? Like, again. Mike and I, we were like, you know, what's one of our core things that like core values in a way of this podcast? It's like, it needs to be fun. Mm -hmm. Like we need to have fun. If we're not having fun, then what are we doing? Yeah. There's been this element of joy and fun is kind of sucked out of life, at least for me as I've gotten older, (laughs) right? It was more production. It was more financial. And since I had kids, I have a almost six-year-old daughter and a three-year-old daughter and watching them you know even if you don't have kids but you just go to a park or something you know it's like say you're sitting someplace and there's kids running around is if you just take the three minutes to just watch them play and this is what really changed the game for me it was like sitting there Mm. watching my daughters just especially the oldest one when she was born just watching her as she started walking is just running around and there was no she didn't have an agenda. She was just like, she would run in circles in the yard, you know, constantly. You could watch it with antler does. Yeah, this. like dogs. You can see with dogs. Dogs just run around, right? <laughs> and so for me, I was like, wow, when did I lose that? You know, when did I make everything have to be a mission? When did I put so much pressure mm. on that? 
And some of that comes from parenting of when my parents, some of that comes mm. from myself of things I've learned along the way. Come up, it's some of it's from society of uh, it's drive, keeping up with the Joneses attitude. Some, you know, there's a lot of factors that led into why I'm here today. And so as I've kind of, I look at it like an onion, I'm just peeling back the layers to discover what this is to incorporate instead of like we shared the starting of this podcast and ending this podcast and we started it again and ending it. It's like, <laughs> if it doesn't go this way, like you put so much pressure on it, it's going to, if I don't, it explodes and realizing like, yeah. well, life doesn't have to operate that way. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm going to die one day, one day I'm going to die. So it's like, I can either pressure myself to death, you know, cause what happens when we pressure our bodies, we get sick, my skin blows yep. up for my case. People, some people get cancer, mm -hmm. some people, you know, variety of factors, but it's like, I could have fun to my, so it's like, how do I have a fun path to death? So it's like, that's what I, <laughs> sorry, I might've got dark. Some people, I talk about death a lot. I really am comfortable with death. I could go on about this forever. <laughs> so it's, and we can talk more about next episode, episode two, death. death. Yeah. <laughs> Today we're birthing the episode, the podcast episode two is all about death. Um, but for me, it's like, how do I have a fun journey to death? And like, how do I do that yeah. without, cause even when I, I got injured mountain biking last year, I put so much pressure on myself cause I wanted to learn how to jump. That was my goal for the summer. I accomplished how to jump. And then I wanted to jump more and jump bigger and jump more often. Right. Because then it became a mission for me to jump mm -hmm. more. And then I got hurt mm -hmm. because I, I crashed three times <laughs> yeah. or I crashed six times in one day. So the first crash wasn't enough for me to stop. The second wasn't either. And it continued right till six times. Just so you know, the, the six was also not when he broke his kneecap. Nope, that I was just want different. everyone yep. to know that that was that was much that different. Was different. <laughs> that day was trees, rocks, things like that. Um, so, but it was for me, so for this process of bringing joy and fun into a podcast and a business project yeah. has been a huge mm -hmm. learning lesson because I don't know what I'm doing. This isn't how my wife and I started our company 10 years ago with fun and then it mm. didn't become fun after a while. Like mm. it became, it'd be really, it's like, it just transformation of our own life changed like having kids figuring out our marriage mm -hmm. like all that stuff became more pressure and so now we're both like in this or for me i'll speak for myself but we're in this place of like i want to have fun while we're doing this and how do i incorporate that without i think pressure is good i think a little bit of it but for me i've over pressurized things right yeah yeah well there's that like pressure makes a diamond and it's like well listen i'm not a fucking rock right okay like i'm a human too much pressure if you put the amount of pressure on a diamond i'm i'm dying and turning into like random pieces all over the yeah world, like a right? big diamond so, like, with too much pressure will crack into little pieces right yeah and that's what humans do so um okay mike so what are you most excited about um what am i most excited about i guess we have to tell should we tell more of our story or that'll come later i guess yeah, I feel like, you know, in the next early episodes, episodes, we'll dive into that. Yeah, we'll dive in. I'm most excited about to see where this goes. I think that's mm. an interesting place because neither one of us, when we started, we're not in my head. I have an idea where it is going to go, but we'll see if, mm -hmm. if that aligns. Um, I feel like because of the conversation we're having that we have not seen, there's a lot, there's like a big, the business marketing person is like, there's a huge potential here, right? To where this will go. 
right? Like it comes right. out and I'm like, okay, right. where's it going to go? So what I'm most excited about is having as fun. As long as it's fun. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was next going to say. It's, fun. it's like yeah. having fun while we're doing this. And it's cool to yeah. like have somebody like you as a partner to go through this with and see how men's attitudes once they're listening will change you know and how mm. they will be able to change and kind of see what kind of what how the community that develops from listening to something like this evolves and mm -hmm. that's what i'm most excited about with it and having something consistent each week to deliver to the world i think it's pretty cool how about yeah, you i love that well i think i'm most excited i mean all the things you mentioned but I think what makes me the most excited, I get a visual. So I feel like I tend to always like I'm very visual when I think about things. And when I think of just like, I, I think of, I, well, at some point, like I would love for us to go live. Like I'd love for us to travel, do mm -hmm. like a couple of cities and record live. And I get the visual of like sitting on a stage and, you know, bunch of guys in the audience and just looking at like the collective like that's what excites me seeing the collective I'm, I'm such a teams person I don't I I like to do things alone but I don't at the same time like I like having my things I have to do but then coming back to the group like I think I always think of like a baseball yep. team right like you're the pitcher you've got your own coach but you come back to the right. team right and so I think of like growing this team outside of you and me and just like that visual gets me really excited. Mm. Just looking around all the different people, all the different expressions, like, and just being like, like, yeah, like we're all here for this. And that, you know, like that, like I get goosebumps. Cause I'm just like, that is like, that's where I feel like my fun is just going to like, this is not even going to feel like an ounce of work. It's just going to be like, this is so much fun. How can I just do this more? How can I lead on Mike and his business skills so that we can scale this to the point where like, it's just fun all the time. And I, I, I just, uh, that's the most exciting part. So, um, yeah, so I'm, uh, I hope that everyone will continue to listen, make sure that don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Um, follow us on Instagram. I'm going to post that my, my love letter to Mike on there. My on the state of check men yes or is no. the Instagram handle. Yes. Um, my check yes or no. And you know, if you're already excited about this podcast, please don't hesitate. Go leave us a review. Um, we'd love to get this podcast in front of more guys out there. And Mike, anything you want to end on? Just thank you. Thank you for showing up. You know, thank you for following this journey uh, and just being here with us along the way. It's going to be exciting, uncomfortable, fun, <laughs> you know, adventurous. And I second what Aiden said. I think it's going to be cool to see groups like having adventures and doing maybe it's a mountain bike trip or maybe it's sitting in an auditorium and we're on stage or something like that. And just it's like it's going to be. I think for the sake of humanity, this has to happen. You know, bringing mm -hmm. men together to change the relationship with the patriarchy, to change the relationship with society, business, how it race, gender, you know, countries, like all of the things of humanity. There's one world. And if we do not change that or work on doing that, you know, who knows what will happen. But I think for us as betterment of society and humanity is for us to show up. And I just want to say thanks for taking the ride with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Aiden, do you have last things you would like to say? 
no, I think that was perfect. Um, thanks everyone for listening to the state of men. We appreciate you. We love you. And we'll catch you in the next episode.